0: Welcome to our show, Queer non If you missed us last week, guess what? We miss you. In fact, we had a little bit of a shift for our show. Um, while we are still expanding our teams and onboarding new people onto, onto said teams, um, we have also run into a few snags in just our personal lives and the jobs that currently pay us. As you guys have probably guessed, um, Gary's voice isn't here. This is Holly Graystone, and Gary, our lovable gear bear, is not able to join us because work has just gotten absolutely insane. Um, you've heard him talk about that a few times on our show. Uh, basically, he's running into what a lot of people are running into, which is they hire people and then they ghost out and don't show up for work, or they show up and then walk out of work and not come back, which is. The case uh, for Gary, he had a couple employees who just left. Um, It's a rough market out there. COVID definitely shifted a lot of things for people. Um, So Gary just needed to take a a time out. And, you know, we love our show. We love you guys. And we have to take care of ourselves as well. So I said, Gary, do it. Take care of yourself. And guess what? That means I get to bring guests on the show. (laughs) So, without further ado, I will let our next guest introduce themselves. Go for it!
1: Hi, this is
0: Desiree Graystone, your temporary fabulous host. <laughs> now, you're always fabulous, but yes, you're a fabulous host but in this particular case. Co-hosts. There you yes. go. There you go. Fabulous
1: temporary host. I don't know.
0: <laughs> if you caught the the last name, yes, Graystone. This my beautiful wife. Costume designer, hair makeup designer. It um, works in, in theaters. Done. What was it? A commercial or a movie? A short movie. A short movie um, just all around extraordinarily talented human being. There is nowhere we can go that people don't stop us to tell me how amazing she is and the amazing things she's um, done for our community and helping our, our youth because uh, she's an educator and has worked in education for what twenty five years.
1: Oh, something, like something that. like that. I might
0: have to calculate. And just kids who are having kids now, or, you know, they're all growing up and having their own kids. They're just like, I would never graduate if it wasn't for you. I would never gotten into this if it wasn't for you. Um, she's just a, a solid human being. And I'm grateful that she's able to join us because she's going to share some perspectives I think is important to share with all of you. So, uh, continuing on our conversation of uh, identity, we're kind of working through a, um, kind of a, a set of series so we're going to continue that and she will chime in and share her experiences um so we're going to skip i guess a little bit of our typical banter we usually do because i know everything she knows and i don't know if you want to know all the things she knows about me
1: well but wait a minute uh. <laughs> just because i mean i think that you guys talk about your your lives and what's going on in your life right fair fair so you you i could say hey what's been going on in your life lately,
0: Holly? Fair. Okay. Uh, Lately, I've well been promoted in my current job, so I have a lot more responsibilities than what I signed up for, but I'm also very grateful for. I get to apply my change management skills, leadership skills, people skills in general. Um,
1: And it came with a very slight little
0: pay raise. They had 25 cents. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Beats a poke in the eye, as you say. Yes. Um. But it didn't take the job for money. No.
1: Absolutely.
0: Although it's nice. It does. Well, it, it It pays for pay things. So. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't know. A snowblower
0: that we might need this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's kind of going back on that whole COVID impacting companies. We just heard from a uh, company has been snow plowing. For us for years. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, when I got here in, in um, 2009, in, we nine. hired them in 2009 to do our And they've
0: um, been doing that for years. And so they have over a hundred customers that they provide that service for that they had to tell them they're not going to be able to do this year because they're only operating at 50% staffing because that's all they're able to hire for. Uh, we have a larger company in our area that's offering $18 an hour because they're also struggling with um, hiring. So they just upped uh their minimum paid 18 which is more than what I'm making in my job um I'm so, a and I'm a supervisor with a couple of degrees and lots of experience but anyway uh, like I said didn't get into it for the money but there is uh uh now there's a need for me to get a snowblower because I have a tendency to go outside to just take care of my sidewalk And next thing I know, I'm shoveling four other people's sidewalks and helping our elderly neighbor with their driveway. And then three hours later, I come back home and I'm freezing. So to expedite that and to save time so I can spend more time with you guys, we're investigating a snowblower, which I'm not mad about. I (laughs) did try to convince my wife to to let me get an adapter for the pickup truck so that I could just go around and like shovel everybody's driveway. And then she reminded me, I don't got time for that. (laughs) I have time to do my driveway and a few people in our area to help them. So I guess I don't get that adapter for my truck, but I do get a tailgate adapter for camping purposes. And I'm not mad about that. So I'm very grateful for that. Well,
1: I'm just cleaning it up because it's hard to get. It is. Yeah. It's
0: a higher, higher, uh, what do you call it? Sits up higher. Yeah. Yeah. You have to step up into the truck. Um, It's our anniversary tomorrow, our one year anniversary. Uh, where this lovely woman who said she was going to marry me actually committed to marrying me, and subsequently we've uh changed our names to the Wonderful Graystones.
1: And I have since asked you to marry me at least five other times since we got married.
0: Yes, okay, what do... <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Um, I believe there was uh, I think I made, I think I put coffee on and brought it to you I won't. No, or I brought you lunch to work or something. I did something that's just, you know, care, right. You just show love in so many different ways. Um, and I, there was a couple of times I think she just like forgot something and I just happened to remember and, and bring it to her or fix well, it. There, or, was,
1: there was even just yesterday. When, yeah. Um, I had forgotten to wash the shirt for the show that I'm.
0: She costumed a a, coach, and, a show. Yeah.
1: And, um, I was like, Oh, I have, we were supposed to meet a friend for dinner and I was like, Oh, I have to run home and put the shirt in the wash. And she's like,
0: I already did it. Yep. And, and it I'm was, and like, it was already ah, dried and ready yeah, to oh, go. Gosh. So she got to come hang out with us instead of having to come here and, and do the things, you know, that's what that's what our relationship's about, and so many other ways too. But we just support each other, and and every once in a while, which feels like it's happened more and more recently because we're just so busy. She's like, Will "You marry me?" And I'm like, mm, "Yeah." She does not.
1: Hesitate. That is not true. She is that is that is alternative facts. She does not oh, alternative ever, facts. Ever. Oh. She always says yes. There's right no
0: such thing as a, ter- a turn of that. facts She's as bullshit. It. Anyway. Anyway. No, she,
1: Not. Um, yeah, it's her love language is definitely giving. And I um, am very appreciative of that. And so, um, and we'll talk more about that as we get into our main segment.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: but for me, yeah, like you mentioned, I've been, I've been costuming a show.
0: Which is great. After a year of oh nothing. Gosh. Well,
1: I haven't even been able to costume since we got back from LACC. Oh, that was a because, couple of years now. Yeah. Because, um, Pullman Civic had brought on a, um, Costume, costume designer, designer yep. to be their their um their head of costumes which is great because they had never had one before so i mean they had people that worked in it and you know but but and no. yeah we've kind of was the default but it wasn't an actual
0: And then we created a position i say weeks on the board president we created a position um working with the staff and the and the the leadership and the staff just to try to formalize some more more of our organization because we're growing and expanding quite quickly
1: right so then so I got back and I thought I would be able to costume and then they had already had the whole year planned and so they're like well maybe next year and so there was a couple of jobs that I was like really looking forward to mm-hmm. and then COVID <laughs> oh COVID. Good
0: old COVID
1: so um so this is my first gig since I did um the normal heart back at LACC and, oh, and that
0: was phenomenal. You actually, you costumed quite a few shows
1: Well, as did, part of your education, yeah, but also part of their of productions. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of work on all of their, all of theirs, but, but this was my first um, lead again, um, doing this. And I was going to work again with the, with the, um, the costume designer. Um, what is her costume design head? I don't know what, I can't remember what her title is. So anyway, I was going to work with Sam. And she said to me this summer, she goes, actually, would you mind doing it all yourself? And I was like, no, sure. Okay. <laughs> and in my head, I honestly, and Sam, if you're listening, I I mean, I was very, very happy and grateful. And I was doing little, I was doing some results because I was just really excited to do it again. To
0: finally get yeah, to finally
1: get, to finally get my my hands on some costumes and making and and just designing Oh, it's it's
0: phenomenal. The we're doing uh the production is Jekyll and Hyde, and, and so it's the, done in a what? What's the, so, What's the style? It's so a door. The the the
1: director had an idea that he wanted to do a film noir, and if film you noir. remember film noir, um, a lot of times it's all about femme fatales, and it's a lot of smoky rooms and especially lights coming through louvered blinds. And so we had this whole thing. Well, we were going to do it in Gladish, which does not have Goebbels. So those of you that don't know, gobels are their their lights that you can create um effects with including we could have had slatted look on stage but we didn't we wanted to move out of the small Pullman Civic Theater that seat 75 which meant we could only um have like 35 people a night because of COVID because of COVID yeah so we moved it to the Gladish, which seats I don't know 800 or something 900 900 so we could spread out and last night I counted well over 50 people so we definitely um were able to to have more people at the show absolutely so, the idea I had, and I brought it up to the director, I said, okay, if we can't do this, how about if I give us the feel, feel of film noir by putting everybody in some kind of black and white stripes? Because he really wanted it to be black and white, like a black and white movie, but he really didn't want graves. Like, I didn't, he didn't even want gray, he wanted it all black and white. And I was like, great. And then I said, how about after I read the script a couple of times, I said, okay, I have this idea. I would like to put red pops of red on people, especially if there is violence or somebody is going to die. And he was like, Oh my God, I love it. I'm like, I know it's awesome. (laughs) It's an awesome idea. So I spent the last um, month or so. And then I also was like his idea. He wanted to put everybody in the same suits and I'm like, great. Uh, We have no black suits in our, um, in our pole closet. So I um, went and talked to a local um, tux rental place and got them to give us a deal for sixty dollars a week per suit. So one hundred twenty dollars times five. So I got five suits from the tux place, and um, we got we got gave them a little thank you. You know, normally um, it's like two hundred seventy three dollars just for one weekend, and we got five suits for one hundred twenty times. Yeah, for yeah, so it busted my my um my budget <laughs> she actually had to ask to for more money cuz <laughs> the budget only supposed to be 500 so i went through and i was like i'm going to need 750 <laughs> and um but because we had had a couple of grants and um our bills have been lower because we haven't had to run heat or anything yeah. for the last few years they were able to give me a little bit more and i'm so excited yep. so then i went to the tux place and i was i was um, talking to the people. And then out uh, of the corner of my eye, shing, I look and there is this
0: fabulous red paisley coat. And I was like, you guys should see her face right now. Like, she is glowing. Her face is flushed with excitement. I'm like, I have to have that jacket. I was like, that
1: one I will pay for. Because I, I was looking for a red smoking jacket because that was one of the guys, he's, he's at his home at night right before he dies. And so I was like, I need a red smoking jacket. And of course, there was nothing in, in our small little theater. And when I saw that, I was like, that is my smoking jacket.
0: So- it does make his death epic.
1: It is so epic. So, yeah. so, um, once I got the suits, um, confirmed, then the next thing I had to do was I wanted to make a, a dress. I had this dress in my mind that was a little black top with a, um, black and white skirt. And so I sewed panels of black and white together to create this, um, this skirt. And then I had, um, and then I wanted to do, um, cravats for everybody rather than just regular ties. So I did, um, a thin, black and white striped cravat. I did a thicker black and white striped cravat. I did a couple of black ones. And then of course, because people are going to die, I had to put the red ones in there too. <laughs> and then I had to make pocket squares. So I had to have striped pocket squares and I had to have red oh pocket squares. Oh my gosh,
0: you guys, I'm not kidding. She <laughs> is just over the moon excited about it. this. So, is, this is why I, I want to be financially successful to a point that I could cover our bills and set her free on the world. And when that happens, you guys can write me and say thank you. Because <laughs> the amount of creativity just in a pinky on this human is just, oh. uh, it's just amazing. I can only imagine that having more energy and time dedicated to the craft, what that can actually uh, do for just, I don't know, whatever she sets her mind to. Yeah.
1: So yeah. it was great because also with the suits came the shoes. I didn't even have to worry about shoes for people.
0: And it's true. That the shoes would, helped.
1: That helps so much because otherwise you end up with people who want to wear like black tennis shoes or <laughs> Crocs. <laughs> yeah, I know. my dead body. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> Love you, Gary. <laughs> um, but um, so, so the suits were done and then I just had to, but I have to say that how Week was, I mean, I mean, tech week really was healthy Hell because week. there was a lot of sewing. Um, just, even though I'd been doing it on a steady basis, there was just a lot that had to get done. And it happened to be also the same week that WSU Washington state university started. And I teach a class teaching art, teaching te- soon to be teachers, how to teach art in their classroom. Right. And so I, I had to lose, I had to lose a day for that. And so, um, I just spent a lot of times doing, um, a lot of, a lot of sewing hand sewing, um, finishing up last looks and my lovely wife clips all of my threads, which is the one thing that I hate the most is clipping threads. Um, just because it just, I don't know, it just takes so long, I, I want to be done with something <laughs> when it's done and I don't want to have to go back. and.
0: That's and how that I laundry. feel about doing laundry. I wash it. I don't want to <laughs> fold it or put it away. I'm done. Oh. And uh, that's that's where I begin and end. And then today we did bills, and so she hates opening and organizing the bills, and I hate paying them. Although she also hates paying them too, <laughs> but she we can't not do it. It's like we can't Marie Kondo our bills. We tried to Marie, Marie Kondo those. And we probably would not be able to record the show because we would lose power. (laughs) So I I spend the morning organizing the bills and she spends the the following half of that morning. I
1: mean, honestly, I think I got back in the day, I hated doing bills back when I had to write every single bill by hand, write the checks out, put them in the envelope, send them out. And now I only have a handful that I have to mail out. The rest of them, I do them online. And once the bills are open, it takes me, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. It really does. It doesn't take me as long but the idea of it is still funny.
0: yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny we have that's uh yeah we can we can spend some time going in oh, uh, into how we us. how we balance uh balance our life together yeah. and so anyway. that's been my life the last
1: couple of um of weeks a couple of months and now i'm really excited because
0: we're taking the day to do
1: this and oh yeah. i forgot to say happy polo's pride day to you
0: yeah there's pride celebrations actually happening. Um, Over the next couple of well, had last month. Pride starting in June, June, um, and then across the whole country, uh, United States, various different cities will pick dates and and weekends that they typically will hold theirs. And in our case, uh, Palouse, which is the region that we're in, a geographical region that we're in, uh, they're celebrating Pride on top of Homecoming. For the university. I it's just a lot of things are happening. So we didn't go because
1: but we wore our pride shirts. We
0: wore our pride shirts and yes. we yeah. we love you guys. So yeah. anyhow, yeah. So happy pride. And then we have um then, have the great we, year we year. have our anniversary. We have the graystone Halloween because we couldn't have wedding 2.0 because of COVID, homecoming pride, WSU football game. No limited limited hotel availability no it's not limited it is zero no it's limited because I would like a manor Greystone manor to be built so I can have guests I just bring guests well there is
1: Greystone
0: church no oh, there's a Graystone. well it used to be a castle a
1: castle yeah and, and has, now it's a church now rooms. it's an apartment yeah it's apartments now you know maybe
0: they should come. give it to us because <gasps> of the name I'm just we saying buy it
1: I mean <gasps> they can't give it to us but
0: we maybe we could buy it. it. Ooh, Ooh this is, no, we can't stay focused. No, stay, focused. <laughs> stay focused. <laughs> 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 stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. We have, we have goals. We have goals. We have goals. We have goals. That's why it's important to have goals and write them down because you can easily get waylaid. Um, all right, let's jump into our topic. Shall we? Sure. Okay. So, for those of you who are maybe just catching this episode and didn't catch our previous one, we're kind of going through a, a, basically a series on identity and sexual orientation, um, gender, and we're dissecting that a little bit more conversationally, and in, in, in an effort for us to learn and to share what we learn with you guys. So a little bit of housekeeping at the top. I, I will just I'll make it quick. Um, so the questioning of one sexual orientation or sexual identity and gender. Uh, is a process of exploration by by individuals. like that's just that's what we do. Um, generally, that happens if we're unsure or we're still exploring or maybe have some concern about certain labels being applied to us for various different reasons. Uh, the letter Q in the LGBTQ often refers to either queer or questioning. Uh, if me personally, I relate to that because when I first came out back in the day, people gave me labels. They just applied them to me because that's what they thought they needed to do because that's what people did. Um, but I was still questioning for many years because I wasn't sure what, how I identified what that looked like. What the, what I felt actually conveyed in words really lined up, uh, which is why I find that this topic is important because um, I was a I was a, a young, I mean, I was a young, young adult, but I was 27 years old and I had at least one degree at that point. Um, and, and had life experiences and I was loved by my family and my friends, but I still struggled with my identity. And it really wasn't until my mid thirties, um, which is not that long ago that I really had a firm understanding of who I am because I learned the terminologies of our, of our community, of our culture. Um, what, what actually felt right when I learned those words, I'm like, yeah, that's it. So that's just a kind of a little bit of a brief on that. Uh, Another housekeeping item, and the last one before we jump into our, our topic here. Sexual orientation, sexual identity, and gender do not always coincide with each other. Sexual orientation is about who you're attracted to, who you feel drawn to romantically, emotionally, and sexually. This is different than gender identity. Gender identity is our internal sense of self as a gender. It isn't about who you're attracted to, but about who you are, male, female, genderqueer, agender, boy, non-binary, et cetera. So sexual orientation, sexual identity, and gender expression are a fluid part of humans, of our humanity. And over the years, we're seeing, especially over the last 10 years in the United States, we're seeing that, that fluidity become more and more part of the conversation. Um, and all these factors, of course, shift as humans grow and our societies evolve. Uh, so those are some items I'd like you to keep in mind as we are going through uh, this conversation. So what I want to go into is that, and make make sure people understand this, there are probably, I would say, infinite combinations of sexual orientation and I say that not to dilute who we are as as people, but to understand that there is a fluidity uh, in our in our societies. We're we're not just we're not binary. And I personally don't think we ever should have been binary. It's a very Western ideology. Um, makes things a little too simple, in my opinion. If it gets rid of the flavor.
1: Gets back to black and white.
0: And yeah. Of shades of gray and the color. You know, there's so, so much color and vibrance in, in, in our life. We don't need to make it so binary. Um, So a couple of common, and quotes were on this, common sexual orientations. um, I'll kind of run through that list with you guys real quick. So heterosexual or straight are individuals who are attracted to a different gender. So, for example, women who are attracted to men or men attracted to women. And that's typically the the straight heterosexual. Uh, Lesbian, gay, or homosexual are individuals attracted to people of the same gender. Um, and that, that could also be, um, and, I, and I mean that literally on the gender conversation. So keep that in mind, cause we'll go into um, some more here. So we have uh, individuals who are attracted to both men and women are often consider themselves bisexual or just on that, because this is also a good point. It's not just male or female. It could be individuals who are non-binary uh, so it, it's bisexual is mean two sexes or two, two, two different orientations. It doesn't mean just male or female to be transgender, female, identify female or woman and non-binary or it doesn't, it, it's but not. That
1: also be considered pansexual.
0: Pansexual is not the same. Pansexual is about the person. It's okay. about who the person is not necessarily on their gender identity. Gotcha. Okay. Uh that's great. So that's the next one here. Uh individual who uh whose attraction spans across many different gender identities, such as male, female, transgender, gender, queer, intersect, will consider themselves as pansexual or queer. Mm-hmm. Uh queer being kind of that general terminology that was discussed in a previous uh episode. Mm-hmm. Um so that is, that is a common misconception because there is some words in there that sound similar and they could be used in this in this st- structure uh to mean that but um it's really just two different versus personalities and uh, uh yeah so um individuals who are unsure about their sexual orientation, often will refer to themselves as questioning or curious, which is why I addressed that at the top of the episode. Uh, Individuals who don't experience any sexual attraction uh, for anyone will consider themselves asexual. This is not a choice. So that's something that I want to make sure is clear. There are individuals who just do not have attraction for other, and that's fine. Do not tell those people they just haven't met the right person because that is incorrect. Please don't. (laughs) It It is harmful. Is wholly inaccurate. Uh, this isn't like someone who's abstaining for whatever their reason is. This, so just be mindful of that. Individuals who do not identify themselves as either male, female, transgender, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, asexual, or feel that their sexuality is fluid will often refer to themselves as gender neutral, gender queer, non-binary, or a um, but
1: that's different than sexual orientation.
0: it is, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and under the a um the the um the a, we also you also have some people who are asexual but might be aromantic where they can have feelings but they don't want to have sex in you know, yes in nature and that I
0: appreciate thing. you bringing that up. that's yeah. that's part of um upcoming episodes oh, that we'll cool. dive into oh, yeah, a little bit more one. because it's important to understand that it's not just. It's easy as, as easy as it would be just to give people labels, a simple label, and walk away. It's not. We're humans are complex.
1: Well, and and the fact that we have to give them labels that's part of that's part of the issue, because um, we are we as human nature we love to put things into categories, mm-hmm. and so it was really easy to categorize you men, me woman, and then it was like, well, you men, me woman, um, and but this man likes that man. And then it was, and then it goes on and on. And so, and, and, you know, some people are like, well, this is just happening now. And we're like, no, no happening forever. Just people (laughs) were not, didn't feel free to express it. And because, again, because we are people who love to categorize, we have to put names to everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really hard, because some people don't even understand the names. And so just trying to educate, which I appreciate all the things that you and Gary have done with educating (laughs) yourselves and then the the community at large. Um, Plus people who are not, don't fall under the um, LGBTQIA um, group that um, they... um, people who listen like my mom who is learning about how all of this works and and what how people feel and and all of that the education that you guys provide i think is pretty it's pretty awesome and i'm i'm learning things from you guys and sometimes i even help you learn something along the way <laughs>
0: oh Yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting that we have to feel, well, I don't know if we have to, but that society felt the need to do that in terms of just putting people into boxes. And then we, but
1: but that's what we do. We we do
0: that, but then we create a whole society around that and exclude all the other conversations, which then leads people to the false assumption that it's always been binary. When in fact it hasn't, it's that's like, that's a blimp in the evolution of human, if but just human evolution. Like For sure there's a lot of history that shows that we had a lot more than just a binary, like just in the Greeks and the Romans and cultures native, all over the native, native. Yeah. Native yes. American societies, the Hawaiian culture, the uh, Philippine con. Yeah. There's just yeah. everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But yet we, and yet we have these Western society ideologies that push through because they just happen to be louder. Maybe they have more money or whatever I, I truly don't know it's probably just those two things and and it convinced i don't know, people just are convinced like oh they sound like they have authority and they must be right and therefore this is the way to be and it's, it's so harmful and
1: but the beauty and unproductive what, but the beauty of living when we do now is that um our world is shrinking smaller and smaller we are learning about each other in a way that we couldn't even fathom even 40 years ago
0: God, 20 years ago. Well, 20 years ago, we had the
1: internet.
0: We did, but we didn't. (laughs) I don't think anyone understood, or maybe few people did fully understand the impact of connecting our world. And more and more, and we're seeing that here with the pandemic, I've mentioned before, is that the pandemic knows no boundaries.
1: Well, and that, yeah, and our
0: weather knows no boundary, Right, like, our climate, our is climate bad. is going to get us one way or another. And it doesn't care about where that wall is or that country's right. boundaries are whatever it's.
1: But it comes back to that. Yes, we, we created these binaries and we're now kind of almost reverting back to um, the roots of, of all of the other um, different cultures throughout the world Mm -hmm. who recognize the non-binary recognize the um the homosexual versus versus straight um community um I mean the Romans were really big on boys um hanging out with senators and those senators had wives and that was just the thing um, and we've just, like you said, we've we've got the Christianity that has caused some of this and the shame True. and all of that. So it, it's I think that we're coming to a. it's If we can survive the climate crisis, I think we're coming to a good a good era of starting to really understand other people. That by having some names and some labels to things and educating people and helping people understand that some people are they them? They don't want to be a male or a female, or they don't identify themselves as a male, female. Mm -hmm. And um, it's okay for us to just say they said, and um, we don't have to understand uh, uh, we as a cis white female that I am, I don't have to understand why someone else wants to, that they say that their pronouns are they, them. I don't have to understand that. All I have to do is respect it and use it because that's what they asked.
0: You know, and so it'd be um, nice to understand it, but I, but not a at a, at a basic can you, you, can at a you understand? I don't. I mean, no, I
1: don't I, know.
0: I don't know, but I, I, know I think either, I know. think that, and we have to continue so the conversation. We could definitely respect it. We we have to continue to have the conversations and fight legislation. We're seeing, we're still seeing, racist and sexist and homophobic. And whatever discrimination you want to put a title to uh, is still happening. But in our, especially in the United States, we still have a few states that were rearing their ugly head, right. uh, you know, Texas and their, their laws again, in abortion in regards to women. Um, and anyway, could go on a whole tyrant on that, but right. we still, yes, we've made a lot of progress and I am grateful for the work that people have done for our community Uh, It's work that we need to continue to do and (laughs) and support our families in the other countries around us that are struggling where we were 60 years ago, uh, where they have they're still being imprisoned and beaten and killed. And I mean, we're still have that here in the United States, but not at the rate we're seeing in, in other countries. Uh, And we need to continue to be a voice for them and fight for them in ways that we have tools and resources to do so. So yes, I agree that we are making progress. Yes, I understand the human need to do the whole label thing. I have have a whole history of family who are nothing but Meriwether Lewis, so the Lewis and Clark. <laughs> he loved his labels. <laughs> he was he l- botany was his thing. Like him and Clark, they they labeled everything. Um, and they were not good human beings in, in general. But um, there's definitely a history of just wanting to label everything as you trudge through Native American t- territories and destroy stuff. Let's let's label this and I call it Clark. And, and it's my, Mount Lewis. and that's my, r- yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you
1: know, but I just, I, I think that we're maybe to say we're in a, a good place. Maybe we're in a very dichotomous place where there's a lot of progress being made. Yeah, and but we still, we and, still, and, wait, oh, wait. Oh, okay. and okay. there's a lot of areas that people are almost Going backwards to where we were, even you know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole dichotomy of of progress being made. Um, you know, we're starting to recognize um, transgendered youth. We're starting to recognize trans women, especially um, our black and African American trans women, and um, we're starting to understand that there's there are issues there, and at least at least recognizing. It hasn't been solved. I'm not even saying that. Please don't at me. Um, but <laughs>
0: don't at her. Don't she at she me. knows. She's an advocate for <laughs> fighting against this discrimination.
1: The other side of that, we also have some backwards things happening where we have all these anti-LGBTQ trans youth bills trying to trying to make it in. And the thing that's so weird is that legislators who are supposedly our representatives. Do not even represent how most of the country feels.
0: No, most of the they represent the money lining their pockets. Exactly.
1: I mean, most of the country is like you know, I'm not, I'm not gay, but you know, if the gay wants to live next door to me, I guess I can deal with that. You know, as long as they're not, you know, I don't know, bathing nude in the backyard. I don't know, but that's a standard
0: they have for everybody. Yeah,
1: but I mean, that's what I mean. And so there's a lot, most people are like, well, as long as they don't, you know, bother me, little live, let live, or, you know, or people are starting to recognize, oh yeah, my grandson is gay and I never thought I would have somebody in my family. And so there's, there's some, there's definitely the people of the United States are coming around to, to going, yeah, people are people and everyone should have rights, but the legislators who are being lined their pockets are being lined by very conservative especially conservative obviously not progressive but but conservative legislators are are where their pockets are being lined by very conservative groups especially christian groups um are creating these these um very harmful um laws or at least trying to at least the bills they don't they don't all go, go to become laws um which most of the United the, the people of the United States do not um, agree with, and you know, there's a whole there's a whole thing about that of why that's working and how that's happening, and it has to do with gerrymandering. And you know,
0: <laughs> we're we getting we like, are getting off topic. Of we're getting we're in the weeds. We're gonna pull. Like, I'm gonna I'm like, like, gonna like, grab. The it, I'm gonna grab this and pull it all the way the back, back into. We're get yep. Back on the road where we're heading. So down to identity and uh, well it, it, so it okay being gendered starts in the beginning really mm-hmm. like we're we have labels applied to us before we're even born hello f- baby birth announcement uh birth parties. gender review yeah so the first thing about us that is gathered and tallied and recognized and celebrated gender review parties right um And then it's followed by the way we dress our little humans. We dress them in very specific colors. Pink for girls, blue for boys. And Uh, did you know, historical note, I know World War II, before World War II, it was the other way around. Pink was for boys. It was pink was for boys. And
1: as I grew up, I'll tell you, my brother, my sister, and I all fought over the pink bowl for cereal. I'm Mm. just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying we all wanted the pink bowl. And the next best was the orangish pink bowl. So, oh my you
0: gosh, got the pink
1: bowl, then you were you're going to get a
0: pink bowl for Christmas. I
1: well, I was the oldest, so I usually got it. But anyway, <laughs> I
0: just want you to know. No, That's I fine. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yes. So, and then girls wear high heels, but bef- the French King Louis the Fourteenth he created heels because he was a short human and wanted to he wanted to be taller, so he created heels, which became high fashion in the French court. It was for the powerful and the rich. Well, then young, young humans started finding ways around that and wearing, wearing high heels. I'm like, no, no King is going to look at my shoes. I could get away with wearing these heels. And then it, it changed. It shifted. Like it does. It's because things are fluid. Things are fluid. I mean, young humans are given toys and clothing that prepare them for like these traditional binary roles. Boys
1: used to wear dresses. Like, yes, they used to some
0: really cool. There was a there was Romans and President Roosevelt and there's lots of there's there's a lot there's a lot of things anyway anyway anyway. it's always
1: exciting because now now people are wearing both all genders are wearing kilts again which is
0: I love my kilts (laughs) I she says that because she knows how much I love my kilt
1: um
0: yeah so like just to kind of go on that a little bit for those of you who might not experience this in your your culture's uh, here, particularly in the United States, girls are given crowns and pink clothing. They're given dresses, makeup, kits, to- dolls, toy kitchens,
1: nail polish,
0: nail polish, all these different things that give them the message of like motherhood and, and beauty products. While boys are given, you know, clothes adorned with like cars and trucks and planes and dinosaurs and toy guns and building blocks and trains. And they're taught to be Practical and their values and labor and engine and engineering. I have a funny story. Okay, funny story.
1: Okay, so
0: um, my husband and I went to
1: a um, an auction for one of the boys' schools. I don't. I think it was Hunter School. I can't even remember one of the kids. Anyway, we went and they had this really cute um, ironing board iron set. I think it's from Ikea. It was an iron board and it had little, and it had a clothes pins and it was just this really cute thing. And I was like, oh, we should buy that and take it to the other auction. Cause the, our kids were at two different schools at this time. I was like, that would be a great auction item for the other auction. Well, let's buy that. It was pretty reasonable. We bought it. And I, my whole plan was to take it to the other auction and, and donate it to the school for the other auction. So we bring it home. And the kids are like, well, what's this? And I was like, well, we bought it at the auction. And, um, one of the, one of the two kids, I don't even remember which one's like, well, but isn't that a girl's thing? And I looked at them and I was like, really? I was like, who does the laundry in our house? Because I was a full-time, I was full-time educator. My husband stayed home with the, with the kids. He was a damn dad. dad. And I looked at them and I said, well, who does the laundry in this house? And they were like, Oh, yeah, dad does. The next thing I know, this item that was supposed to be for an auction for another for another um, school, they are playing with it and they will not let me take it to the auction <laughs> to be auctioned off. They played with it for about a year. And then finally, I think it went, you know, I, I finally donated it or, or maybe I did finally donate it to the auction because they quit playing with the older. But initially, um, they both, were like well that's for girls and i was like really because which is celebrity?
0: funny because their dad would stay at home but yet oh, still yeah. there's still had that programming home. yeah it was from there is yeah that is interesting. interesting so well i i think that i mean that plays really well in our conversation here is that we talk about assigning a, a sex which is natal sex the birth
1: right.
0: birth sex birth
1: sex signed birth Sign
0: gender at birth. Sign, yeah, is not always interchangeable with the the terms of gender identity or the gender role. You know, your your late husband was doing what would was considered by many female things, but this wasn't mean he was female. No. Or they identified female. Oh no. Right. <laughs> No, no, very much. It was very much man's man. <laughs> no.
1: And he, of course it, it was the era, you know, in the early nineties where, you know, if, if dads did anything, it was high praise. Oh, look at you. Look how awesome you are. Take, you know, like if I take my kids out, nobody said anything to me cause I was expected. But when my husband who would, he'd take the kids um, to the park, or he would take them to the playground or the indoor playground. Um, or if he took them, you know, get their hair cut whatever. Oh, you're such a great dad. It's like no, I'm just a dad, just like all the other dads that are great dads I'm just doing things. But it was it, very few dads were stay-at-home dads in the early 90s. There's still few now, but I think that it's becoming more,
0: you know, families,
1: families look different all over the place, including gender roles that are considered um, traditional, yeah, or not necessarily.
0: Well, that kind of plays in the the next piece here about the socially constructs, the social constructs that we've built um, around gender identity and gender role, mm-hmm. and how they're how they're basically the constructs trying to make that a one to one, and and it's not because it's not always they don't always line up. Like the the core sense of self is is not always aligned with with our identity. Uh, or not, I'm sorry, our core sense of self isn't always aligned with the identity given to us. All right, so let's unpack this gender as a social construct just a little bit more, and then we'll move on into our queer corner, which I'm very excited to jump into with you guys. So, what does gender as a social construct mean? Well, first off, humans, because we're so inventive, we invented gender. We invented language, math, religion, and race, and how to measure time. These are all important, and they do exist for a reason, and they exist only in the scope of our humanity. So we can break our own rules since we created it, and having it as a social construct to begin with is harmful. So we can break the so-called rule, and we can move away from this gender being a necessity or necessary. I don't know how you want to call it being all binary and everything and start living our true lives unhindered and unafraid and love who we want to love. So let's learn to undo our own creation. That's all I got about that. Yeah. I think, I think that, um,
1: we continue to learn from other people, Mm -hmm. from people who, um, feel different, who are different from us. And like I said earlier, it's like, I cannot necessarily understand what a non-binary person feels or why that is who they identify as, but I can definitely respect them for it and, um, and do my best to be supportive and, um, and let them know that I'm here for them. But, um, Yeah, I think, I think that it's, that we're, again, we're in a great time. It's the best of times. It's the worst
0: of times. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. All right. I have to stop this before it goes too far. Um, All right. Well, Hey, stick with us. We're going to jump into our next section of uh, core corner. Uh, We'll do a a news brief and then we're going to jump into a fun conversation. I think you guys will all enjoy. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome to our Queer Corner order, 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 order. Love you, Gary. (laughs) We miss you. Um, uh, In this particular Queer Corner might be interrupted by Twiddledee, Twiddledum, and their bigger brother because they have joined us for the Queer Corner. Uh, That's our dogs. So let me just kick this off real quick with a brief highlight of everything you ever wanted to know about LGBTQ news, but we're afraid to ask. I am going to just remind you all about our about our wonderful Miss Elvira coming out as bye during bye week, which I totally love. And we will be following back up on that cute little thing. But I want to plug that in because we did talk about that in our last episode. So uh cueing that in, we'll be right back to that in a second. But let's let's go into some new outrage. Yeah, outrage. Come on, North Carolina. Your lieutenant governor's being a dick. He uh in a recent um community thing that he was a part of, uh, the lieutenant governor referred to the LGBTQ community as a filth. And no, really? that was not even the least of things. I mean, the most day, and there was more. There that was, is the worst of times. That was that the, worst the worst of times. times. That is the worst of times. <laughs> so some North Carolina lawmakers and LGBTQ right activists um are are calling for the Lieutenant governor's to resign immediately after a video showing him speaking at Asbury Baptist church in Seagrove, North Carolina. He was referred to referring to the LGBT community as filth and was posted on social media earlier this week. Republicans. Okay. Not all Republicans, but come on. He is known. This guy is known for his hate and discrimination, discriminatory comments, not only about the LGBT community, but jewish people now if you guys don't know who this governor mark robinson is lieutenant governor Governor, excuse me he's a black man i know which i i find it is a conundrum conundrum when a a person of color is also discriminating against another group of people it's like yeah people who are discriminating against because they because people of color are largely discriminated against as well like It's just it's it's discrimination. It's bullshit. Needs to stop. We need to bring it to an end. We need to call it out when we see it. And that's what a lot of people are doing right now in North Carolina. Uh, They're they're especially in the you're hearing this conversation as it's happening because it just happened today. Um, So it's just anyway, he's quoted saying "Uh, I am saying this now and I've been saying it and I don't care who likes it. Those issues have have no place. Sorry. Let me just. Back that up. I I skipped a a line here. He says, uh, then when we get there, what do we teach them? We teach them a bunch of stuff about hate, hating America. We teach them a bunch of stuff about why they are racist. We teach them a a bunch of stuff about transgenderism and homosexuality. He's referring to students um, having to travel for school and having the schools being selective as to what schools they can actually have access to. And that is an issue that does need to be addressed. Um, these particular topics though are, are BS. He goes on to say, I'm saying this now. And I, and I've been saying, and I don't care who likes it. Those issues have no place in school. Um, he gets a bunch of people in this church saying, amen, amen. And he goes on to say that, that, uh, LGBTQ is they're filthy. And if you want to know more about it, you could come talk to me. I'll be happy to explain it to you. All right. Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, I want to talk to you about that. So let's talk because that is, well, I'll just tell you my stance It's discrimination. It's bullshit. It's wrong. And you're spreading the very hate that we're, we, for the most part, are fighting against. And why would you want to be on, why would you want to be on that side of our history? Anyway. You can find out more about that on the new New York Daily News.com. So that's nydailynews.com. You can find up a little bit more there. Now, I told you all not long ago about Ghana and about the 12 activists that were arrested and since been denied release or their time in court. And they've been in there since April. And it's an ongoing uh, conversation about trying to to get them free. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Uh, there's a new article that's out right now by CNN, and it's titled "How the U.S. Group with Links to Far Right May Have Influenced the Crackdown on Ghana's LGBTQ Community." Now, for years, the Ghana LGBTQ activists have felt like they've been making progress. Uh, they witnessed, um, they basically witnessed a, tire, a quiet tolerance. So people didn't quite accept it, but they tolerated it, especially in the larger cities. But they believed that they had the opportunity and the rights to continue to evolve that conversation and to educate and to grow in their community. So in 2019, a multicolored balloons and rainbows and umbrellas decorated Ghana's first LGBT support center. And in its grand opening in January of 2019, diplomats from several European nations, Australia uh, attended. And they couldn't believe, the, the those groups could not believe how much progress had been made. But the backlash was immediate. Traditional leaders, church groups, lawmakers flooded the social media and TV stations and their pulpits to blame the center's existence on Western influence, claiming that it was an attempt to, quote, recruit young Ghanaian people. Interestingly enough, Berko, an LGBTQ activist, said that in late 2019, Ghana began to see changes in the views towards LGBT community when U.S. groups promoting those same family values organized a conference in the same city as Ghana's first LGBTQ support center. And this is just before the pandemic hit. Um, and he says that the US, there was a U.S. right wing group that was there um, pushing legislation against the LGBT community. And since that has been happening, that backlash has extended and gotten it's gotten bigger, uh, and crimes have increased, and people are being arrested and imprisoned without without due process. So now Ghana, and I mentioned this in our last episode about the about their new family values law. So Parliament is set to debate a, and draft a bill to to guide the family values, which seeks to introduce some harsh anti-LGBTQ laws on the on on the continent in general, but especially for the Ghana people, uh, basically they could face jail time. They could be coerced to so-called uh, com- conversion therapy. Um, they, which is a widely discredited practice and it's outlawed and it should never be in practice. Anyone who's an advocate of the community can face up to decade, up to a decade in prison. Um, plus a public display of any public display of same sex affection, uh, adfe- affection, we go use the word can lead up to fines or jail times, um but it's not even getting there, guys. It's people who are even accused, assumed, or otherwise uh, are out are being taken off the street, videotaped, and while well, being beaten, and and those videos then are being shared with their family and with their communities, outing them to their communities, which is further ostracizing them from people that they're connected to. And they're living in fear. They're hiding out where they can. They can't see each other. They're not getting the support. I mean, God, we're in isolation because of COVID. And it was, God, it was brutal. I can imagine doing that under the duress that people, um, that these individuals are facing. And there's so much more that I really, really would love to dive into. But it is, that's going to have to be a show and not not necessarily a piece that we can fully dissect here on Queer Corner. Uh, but if you have information on Ghana and you want to share your perspectives, I would love to learn more. Um, I'm I'm very big on trying to promote what is happening over there and how we can be better about it. Uh, there are U.S. agencies that are involved that are trying to put an end to this and undo the damage that uh, this right wing group had apparently uh, gotten themselves involved in. Thank you, assholes. Anyway, um, an article in the Guardian outrage after it's titled Outrage After a Woman, Gay Woman's Diagnosis at a Spanish Hospital. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's just stupid. She's diagnosed with an illness called homosexuality. (laughs) Yeah. So even even this individual laughed because she thought it was funny. She's like, that's funny that that somebody wouldn't give me a a diagnosis. Okay. No. Uh, I will just a little tiny brief history on that. The World Health Organization removed homosexuality from its list of mental illness in 1990, and it has been removed from multiple DMSs where the medical diagnostics have said, "Oh yeah, well this is an illness." It's not an illness. And 31 years later, we're still seeing medical professionals doing this kind of bullshit. So this this is um, over in Spain in Murcia. Did, was did I say that part right, Desiree? Yeah. Murcia. Murcia. Um, health services is is basically being called upon by the activists and by legal groups to have this hospital make a public apology and, and and address this obvious discrimination that's going on. And, and they are, they're making that, they're making that happen. The pot, the hospital has made those, made those public apologies and they're working on uh, correcting things, but it's still, it still has to be an ongoing conversation for them. All right. On a, on a happier, lighter note, gay married Bishop, Transgender pastor Offer LGBT communities a true welcome. So this is coming out of New York State, Bishop Anthony Green, a, a Catholic, uh, knows a church. Uh, sorry, knows a church can be draped can drape its entra- its entrances in rainbow flags and welcoming signs for the LGBTQ visitors. But as soon as they step inside, it's cold stares and the occasional awkward hello. He believes that he and his deacons have can offer a warm welcome and a unique perspective on the LGBTQ worshipers and to the Roman Catholics who are no longer feel comfortable in the mother church. They are an openly gay and married um, trans and then their their deacon is a, a transgender woman who is a former Southern Baptist and military veteran. And they feel like because of that that uniqueness of their relationships uh, and who they are, they believe they can offer a welcoming community um it, it's a great article in CNN it's it's I, I highly encourage you guys to check it out uh, it's titled gay married Bishop transgender pastor offer LGBT key community a true welcome check it out I think it's great we need more of that in our in our in our churches we could just need more of that and I love more seeing those accepting, more accepting more, more affirming. I appreciate that, especially as someone who used to do missionary work and was a Sunday school teacher and haven't been to church in years because I just can't stand that discrimination and hate that is coming out of the church. So this gives me new hope. So that was everything you ever wanted to know about LGBTQ news, but we're afraid to ask. And now I'm going to take you guys back into that Elvira conversation with with beautiful Desiree taking the lead. Please.
1: So when I read this article, um, I was struck by the parallels um, because as I mentioned earlier, I had a husband, I had two kids with him. We were actually married for 36 years before he passed away um and um had always
0: had boyfriends and or husbands um <laughs> <laughs> so like you have like all these husbands all these
1: husbands you have like a this.
0: brief marriage I had, a very, I
1: had i had a starter marriage you had a starter, starter marriage didn't last very long.
0: um
1: but um i um so i mean i thought i i had no idea what my life was going to be like and then um i had met this beautiful woman who um we were in a play together and uh, gary your thanks famous gary host, um forced us to be best friends um well actually when she, when
0: when he says that when she says that she's not kidding he forced it because it, literally the
1: literally rehearsals were the first hour was either playing trivia pursuit or play or playing poker because playing poker because the show which was the odd couple the female version
0: was a group of trips, best friends
1: group of best friends playing trivia pursuit so he wanted us to actually interact on stage as if we were best friends the interesting thing was we were all supposed to be best friends and we were ages 19 through 60. <laughs> But it yes. was great because we really are still great friends. With all of us. All of us. And We're still really past. close friends. People have moved away um, and um, we don't get to see them as often, but we definitely check in with one another on a fairly regular basis. Yes. Anyway, so um, I had approached this beautiful woman one day and just said, Hey, do you play golf? <laughs> and she said, Well, I like to hit balls and I was like, cool. She's like, I took a class once in college. I was like, well, that's good enough. Let's go play this nine hole course that I know. Okay, folks, okay, she's not in the room. I'm just gonna tell you, she did not know how to play golf. She swung like it was a softball bat. So I don't know what they taught her in her golf class, But they did not teach her to golf. I taught her more. And I've only been golfing for like maybe five years at this time. I taught her more about how to play golf than her college
0: class did. But what I didn't didn't tell you is that I never made it onto a course because I couldn't not hit the ball like a baseball. Uh, So he, (laughs) she's dying over here. They. I was, I sat on a, like a top of a hillside and smacked the balls out into the field and you had to go retrieve. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I driving, that was it. Yeah, that was all I was, all driving, I was yeah. allowed to do because the coach kept saying like, you can't hold it like a baseball bat. You can't swing. You have to do like trying to teach me. Just how they hit it. Obviously, correctly. that
1: golfer, he was a golfer and not a teacher. I'm just yeah. saying because I, I and I was a, in
0: one day. And I was a baseball player for years. I mean, good 20, 20 years. It and it shows, <laughs> it shows I'm still, I still am.
1: Um so then, so we went and played golf and we had a great time and we laughed a lot. And then um I went off to a um Comic-Con. Yes. And my youngest was playing some game that was like everything else was shut down except for gaming. And we did not get the hotel right where the, where the con was. So we had to actually drive like a couple of miles. So I'm waiting for him to finish his game. And she and I are texting, she's asking me questions and I'm asking her questions and, and back and forth. And then somehow it comes up that I have a black belt and she's like, wait a minute, how are we not best friends? And I was like, well, I think we are, because honestly, you know how hard it is to have a friend when you're when you're a grown up. It's 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 not. Isn't
0: that weird as a grown up? It's hard like and and have it just be friends like I'm not friends with you for any alternative motives. I just want to be your friend. However, I would would have to say that the theater has changed that for me. Yes. You
1: know, since I've been in Pullman and doing theater, both um, the first theater that I worked in and now Pullman Civic Theater um, I have made some of the best friends of my life. So it is, it is hard to make friends, but if you do things that you love with other people, you will make friends. You will make friends anyway. And then you have to make the effort. And that's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll talk about that later. Anyway. So, um, so she says, well, how are we not best friends? And I was like, I think we are and so from there we just did we we would hang out we would go we would golf she came up on her motorcycle one day and took me to the johnsonville the johnson parade
0: oh on 4th yes of july
1: um and I, I
0: melted part of my dress on she that did.
1: but we were so it was for pullman civic theater anyway now during this time my husband was very sick so she was a huge support for me oh yeah this was just we were of,
0: just friends
1: yeah yeah to have, a, to have some support to have a little bit of fun in my life because my life had been pretty much, he was, he really, was really sick yeah, and it was, was really
0: sick for a long time. And there was, yeah, you he guys went through a talk lot
1: anymore. Cause he had to let, he, he had the cancer of the larynx. So he couldn't talk. He could only whisper. And so it was really hard to have conversations. It was painful for him. So really we didn't even have conversations. And so, um, and my life was get up early in the morning, get myself ready for work, make two shakes for him. So he had one for breakfast and one for lunch. And, and then run off to work where I was working at the high school as assistant principal, I would run home right after school, put together whatever meal we were going to have, and then, um, and then go back out to do whatever night functions there were for the the
0: the school. school. Yeah.
1: So I was running myself ragged. Um, I did, I did take, take myself and, and do odd couple just because it gave me something. And at this point, his, his, um, cancer was in remission but he just had some lingering effects in between, um, our youngest and myself, we were able to care for him during that time. But I, but, um, I was able to take a little bit of time Hunter was on for the, for the evening shift so that I could go do, um, odd couple. And, um, so, you know, summer comes and we're in the middle of doing, um, Seussical
0: the musical. Oh yeah.
1: And I was
0: off at the STP doing my 200 mile bike ride. and
1: And my youngest was the lead in that he was Horton. I had done, I had done costumes and I was the choreographer for that. And, um, and, and in the middle of all of this, um, Bill passed away. And, um, it was hard and it was devastating. And, and even though, um, you know, I was, I, it was just hard. I mean, I don't even know where to go with that, but, but having Holly in my life as someone who could just, she started, she started opening my bills for me at that point.
0: Well, cause she was such was a mess. so overwhelmed with everything. Trying to deal with the estate. There was no will. Um, so everything had to be organized and categorized and sent out to the lawyers. And probate, she couldn't and find I mean, half the stuff, still had to pay mortgage, I mean, um, update I mean, the I mean, medical. I was, I
1: was such a mess that I would have to take a day off a month just to try to do things.
0: And it still didn't even get and it didn't done. I so, mean, there are still
1: things that and I had
0: just gone through, I was probably what, six months out of a, a long-term relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I was looking to, one just i wanted more to do with myself and just be and and i thought well i could help this friend in need and i mean that was really all it was it was just right. and, you needed and, help and i was there
1: and then she even helped me like i mean at this point she it was like i think mid october and i was like i called my mom because you know bill passed in in july i called my mom and i said i know you told me not to do not to make any decisions for six months, but I think I'm going to go to costume design school because Holly had put together this thing. Well, what do you want to do? What could you do? <laughs> what I because do I often is like, I build a flow chart of oh, options. I was just so <laughs> floundering and I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted. Did I want to stay in education? Did I want to go back and try to be a superintendent or a principal? What did I want to do? I just, it, I was just, I was lost and Holly came in and that was, so she started helping me organize things because organization is not
0: And creating to-do lists and plans
1: and plans. I mean, I've always been a planner, but I'm a long-term planner. I'm not very good at the short term. So um, she had done all this stuff for me. And she, you know, one of the things that she and I had had conversations about is that that Bill, bless was great about Mother's Day. He was great about Valentine's Day. But Christmas and my birthday, and my birthday is five days after Christmas, Christmas and birthday was not his strong suit. And so I always was, I, that time of the year always felt, I mean, we worked our asses off for the kids. And then I felt like I was just disregarded. And so Holly was like, I'm going to make sure that you have a good birthday this year. And so she had made this whole plan for us to go, go skiing and um, you know, just just yeah, and I said, Oh, if we're gonna go up there, can we go to first night? Because I'd been to first night in Tacoma. And so I was like, Can we go to first night in at um in,
0: in Spokane? And she was like, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds fun. Oh yeah, the New Year's we New spent Year's so long in line for that character girl. Oh, that my guy gosh. was hitting on every single person he was drawing. Oh my gosh. So, so we did funny. this whole thing. It was great memories. Yeah, it was really good.
1: In fact, I found a picture of it this this just a couple of weeks ago. But so and all of this, she has been a rock. She is solid. Just I can't even imagine how I would have even survived without her. And in the meantime, I've noticed how beautiful she is, which is fine because <laughs> I'm a costumer and I'm a and I'm a hairdresser. Sure, and I'm artist, beautiful, and she is
0: beautiful. Yeah,
1: and she has beautiful hair, and oh, she is.
0: Don't get funny. her started on my and hair. She
1: is smart, and and so I've noticed all these things about her, and then I start thinking. That I kind of like her, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Well, that's weird." And you know what the definition of weird is, right? Is queer, right? Queer and weird are are synonyms. There you go. Um, Our educator, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So I'm like, well, that's weird. And then I've trained myself not to say weird because that that becomes othering. So I've trained myself to say unexpected. Well, that was unexpected.
0: But I found myself attracted to her, and I was like, this
1: is this is not
0: very similar to Elvira's story.
1: Very similar to Elvira's story, although Elvira was attracted to somebody who it seems like, from the de- definition, the 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 writings was more of a male looking person versus, sure. you know, it had
0: more masculine, more masculine feature. Features. Yeah.
1: But, but at the same time, the parallel, you know, I mean, it was just like, but it was just like, it was so interesting that after all these time, always being with men to all of a sudden find yourself attracted to a woman um, to the point where we're, when you were talking about identity and all of that, I've never identified myself as anything, nor have I come out as anything. I just fell in love with you. Yeah. And um, and it's, that is my identity is that I'm your wife and you are my wife mm-hmm. and we
0: are in love. And, and I think I that's know, important to 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 take a moment on that because people do have, I mean, people ask me, it's like, oh, I didn't know your wife was a lesbian. It's like, I was like, and I do tell them like she's not. And it always takes them back. They're like <laughs> Oh, uh, queer. I'm like, I don't want anything say that. Cause I'm not, I, first might of all, be questioning,
1: I don't know. Might be question- but just, yeah. it's like like really I feel like maybe even like from your definition of Pam, because you said it was the attraction to the person Right. is that's probably where I am is
0: that I am, I am attracted to you. I think that's a fair are. assessment. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, think it's okay to be questioning pan. Sure. Because and you're I, still figuring, you know, and
1: I mean, I guess, you know, traditionally I would be maybe bisexual. I don't know, but I'm not even sure that that's, I mean, I don't know. Cause I've never met another woman that I'm attracted to. I mean, there are there. Yeah, I mean, okay. There is. Oh, Halle here we Harry. go. There is Halle Halle Berry Barry coming out of the ocean in the James Bond movie. I'm like, just saying I damn. Was in the movie theater with my husband and she came out in her little orange swimsuit and I leaned over to him and I said to him, I said, I don't go that way, but if I did, I would do her. So, I mean, maybe there were some, inco- <laughs> I don't know, but, but, um, but here I we have are to say that I am, um, very happy, probably the happiest I've been in my life.
0: Oh, <gasps> um,
1: other than having kids, you know, cause well, I mean, awesome. they're, they're kids, they're, Yeah, yeah. They're but, awesome, um, but I mean, I think that the life that we have created, our crazy
0: adventure life. That's <laughs> we are sitting in the middle of my office, surrounded by bills that need to be filed, dogs laying on said bills and blankets, and yes. Yes,
1: it's a, it's a crazy, but it's a fun. It's fun. It's
0: fun. And it's fun. Beautiful and I mean we had so today
1: we had so many things planned. I mean we were gonna get up and do this recording at eight o'clock. We were gonna have weekend coffee, which is Kona coffee from Hawaii. We were going to fold clothes, open bills, pay bills, and go to Pride. Go to then, Pride and then get back and go so I could go do hair and make it
0: make it for the show. For the
1: show and and watch the show. And it's like finally about 10, we were like as we were making our second cup of coffee and putting the dishes away. I don't think we can squeeze pride in. And I was like, I'm so glad you said something. <laughs> I was feeling like we, we were gonna have to go. Like I had my outfit all planned. Right. And I had an outfit but it was planned,
0: like, but it's like, oh it was just we like, have been nonstop. Sometimes we just do this to ourselves. We really do. And I know
1: we do this. We just
0: need to hold on for a moment.
1: But and... I just wanted to say that that reading Elvira's um um the excerpt from her book and, and hearing her story really kind of um, resonated with me because my story is, is um, there's some, there's some really
0: good. Yeah. There's some really good parallels there.
1: There's some parallels. And, and, and I think it comes back to what you were talking about earlier in our, in our, in the main segment, which is there's such a, a um, continuum of everything.
0: Fluidity to it. Fluidity. And Mm so, you know,
1: um, I, I just feel like in the, in this in the end that what we what we just want is to be everybody to be accepted as humans and that we can love whoever we want, and um, and I just think that that's where we are that we don't have to be we don't have to put people in in boxes anymore is I
0: guess what I'm saying yeah I mean if it's a cute box I might be interested I'm well, like a cat that way pink. I'm just saying. Yeah. We're like cats. If it's pretty enough. You'll find us in it. <laughs> but
1: maybe we'll <laughs> be in the box together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then that would. Then that's awesome. So
0: I'll be good. in the box with you. So cheesy. I know. I love you.
1: <laughs> Is it time for cheese sandwiches now?
0: Ooh, really? Seriously? <laughs> that we I mean, could be. We I mean,
1: could. Well, we have to end the
0: podcast. Oh yeah, we have to end the podcast. Okay. How, what do we have to do? What do we have to say? Bye that's today. right. Oh, that's right, guys, because she hasn't done a sign off. I'm curious what I'll I'll do my you I'll do my sign off. We'll see what happens okay. here. All right. Until next time. Be well.
1: Love
0: you all. Oh, <laughs> so much better than calling them beautiful fuckers. Yeah. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Conundrum Podcast. And email us at queernundrum at queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well.
1: And be queer.